What a weekend. There's been so much that has been released. There's so much that's happened. And it's just going to get more and more and more regarding the election, regarding the findings. This is an executive order that we're going to talk about at the, the last part of the show is absolutely fascinating. Slipped under the radar of most of us, but has put us under a national emergency regarding specifically the election and, and the interference from foreign interference. How did we miss that? This thing is amazing. It could be its own Kraken. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that today. Welcome to How to Build a Tent. My name is Matt Williams. Thank you for listening to the show, sharing the show, inviting people to the show, commenting on the show, all of the things that have to do with the show. I really appreciate you guys. I will be speaking at the Cruciform Conference this week, the 18th and 19th, I believe it is. Check that out, Cruciform Ministries. It's a post-mill topic, and I'm a pre-mill guy, so <laughs> it's going to be an interesting talk. It's going to be an interesting talk. Don't miss that. Go over to f11network.com, put an HGBT in the memo field. You'll get a sweet mug like the one behind. 15 ounces. You can fit all... Do you see my hands compared to it? For those of you watching on YouTube, you can fit all four fingers in the cup holder, which is very nice. And you get tons of other benefits, but most of all, you help us and you partner with us as we proclaim the Lordship of Jesus in every area of life. Hey, those mugs would make a great Christmas present. I'm just saying. You can email me, Matt, at howtobuildatent.com. Find me on all the social media sites, How to Build a Tent. I appreciate all of you guys. All right, so the first thing I want to hit today is the Jericho March. Now, it definitely was a spiritual, I'll say Christian, quote-unquote, march. And I say that because... I don't know if I would say that everything that went on there was pleasing to God. I do know that people were calling on God or what they thought was God. I don't know if it's a true or living God. I don't know. And I've talked about this a lot on Reformed Jericho with A.D. Robles, our other podcast, that I don't believe that God has equipped us through the word to judge people's hearts and know where they're at, but he has equipped us to judge their actions, and we are to evaluate people's fruit, and we are to critique and disciple and encourage, not from a condescending point of view, but from a loving perspective that, hey, we all have things that we need to critique and understand and grow in our knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And hey, you're missing this point. Let's go to the word of God and see what it says. And let's grow in Christ together. And I saw a lot of opportunities <laughs> for that in this March. It was definitely a doctrinal mess. But having said that, I saw people engaging in politics praying for God to intervene. I saw the gospel. Yes, the true gospel. People that are there that I would 100% say are Christian, that were 100% preaching the gospel in its truest element. And everything that I would ever say, they were saying at Washington, D.C., our capital. And that is the solution. They were preaching and giving the solution that was going to fix our country, that is going to fix our country, that would fix our country, 
more than any solution that we get from politicians. And so it is easy to critique, and I've seen tons of people do it, and I get it, but also we have to remember, guys, that we're in a war. There's been a war on the family forever. There's been a war on our church definitely this year, and there's definitely the war forming and escalating more and more in the political government realm, which is where the bullets start flying. And in fact, people were already getting stabbed. There was conflicts, from what I understand, around that area between Antifa, BLM, and the Proud Boys. They they usually brawl, but this time Antifa brought out the knife from what I saw and started stabbing people. So it's escalating quickly, and it's going to continue to escalate, and it's going to continue to become more hostile. And I don't think it's wise for us to be critiquing and disparaging people that are coming in the name or coming to call on God's name to save us. I don't think that's wise in this instance. I think we should look to partner with them because there's really three sides. There's the side that's not going to do anything that happens in every war that's ever happened in all of humanity. There's people that just sit it out and are neutral. It happened in the Revolutionary War. I'm sure it happened in our Civil War. And it's happened in every other conflict. There's just people that are neutral, quote unquote neutral. And then there's the side that the two sides that have the conflict and the two sides that have the conflict in this battle are the God haters, the ones that are promoting everything that is an abomination to Christ. And then there's our side who wants God to be integrated into our country that is calling on God to save us. Does everyone have a, a perfect understanding of God there? No. Are all of them Christians? Definitely not. Are all of those prayers pleasing to God? Probably not. But there's only two sides. And I would far rather and feel much more comfortable being on the side who is professing the need for God and that the gospel message is being performed, that worship music is being sung, where we can critique and we can encourage and we can um, adjust to become more holy and to become more biblical. I'd rather be on that side dealing with those issues than the other side where they want to burn me at the stake, put me on a list. They want to make sure I never do business or have a living or have any say in the public realm because I name the name of Christ. And that's what we're going to have to be picking, guys. So I don't know if you were on the critiquing of the Jericho March and saying, oh, that's cringeworthy. I mean, yeah, a lot of it was super cringe. I'm not going to lie. But there's a difference between super cringe and the enemy. I mean, there's things that I've done in my past that are super cringy, super cringy. And I would be embarrassed, even though I know it's forgiven, even though I've repented of it. It's still super cringe. <laughs> and I think if you're honest with yourselves, you're there too. So let's be wise about our criticisms. I'm not saying we can't be critical. I'm not saying that we can't be negative about things, but there's a time and place for it. And right now, as this battle for our country is escalating, it's not dying down. It's not over. 
the Supreme Court doing what they were doing. That was never the kill shot. That was never it. Everyone built it up to be that. And maybe it was the kill shot or the best opportunity we had in the judicial branch. But the Constitution says the legislature is the one who picks the delegates, not the courts. And in addition to that, Trump's got some things up his sleeve that we're going to talk about in a second. But before we do, I want to also talk about this breaking news that happened this weekend. From one province of China, there was a leak of 2 million. I've seen the estimates between 1.8 and 2.2 million Chinese Communist Party members that are in other countries, in the businesses, in levels of government, all the way up to the top where the executive branch of the federal government in Australia, in UK, and the United States, hey, three of China's biggest enemies, figure that, figure that out. And we also saw that 123 of them work in Pfizer and AstraZeneca. I always get the name mixed up. It's two of the pharmaceutical companies that are making the vaccines. Now, I was skeptical of these vaccines before this news came out, but if, and I don't know the roles of these people, but I imagine that they're in a place where they're trying to influence things. You don't just have people loyal to the communist Chinese party decide to leave China to go other places just for fun and vacationing. Now, that's not really how communism works. So... Allow me to be skeptical. And let me just say this, and I tweeted this, and this is a really good point, and this is something that we need to be aware of. We need to be cautioning our leaders, writing to them about this too. And, you know, We better get comfortable with writing our, our representatives and the people that lead us politically because there's going to be a lot of things that we're going to be writing about and paying and holding um, their feet to the fire with, holding them accountable with. We can never go back to the way we were before where we didn't engage. So get comfortable right now with writing them. But who's getting our vaccines first? The military? The military always gets mandated vaccines. They, they just don't have a choice. If it's a vaccine, you're getting it in the military. And then our first responders. And let me say this. If I was China, I would be scared to death to go to war in the traditional sense with the American military. We would lose if I was China. The American military... May take some hits, but we would prevail over the Chinese, in my opinion. Now, I'm not saying that we wouldn't lose a lot of people, that it would be very bloody. It would be terrible. It would be awful. We would have tons of casualties, but I think we'd prevail in specific situations. Obviously, I don't think that we would be able to dominate the whole country. But okay, for the most part, I don't think that is the optimal way that you would want to attack our military. But if you knew that, I don't know, the United States military mandated vaccines to all of their members, wouldn't there be a good opportunity to weaken your military, to have people loyal to you in these companies making decisions that, I don't know, Russia vaccines faster than it's ever done before, and I don't know, maybe fudging the numbers of how effective it is and what the side effects are could be an option. And now let me just say this. I'm not saying that is what happened. I'm not saying that is true, but 
Wouldn't that be a really smart way to attack our military without going to all-out war with us? And if it's true that China is involved with this Dominion software fudging our election numbers, I heard this one in Northern County. So this is some other good news. I think I talked about it on the show, but we never followed up with it. There was an audit mandated by the judge in Michigan, and they found in this one county, it was a really small county, that Dominion voting count, I don't even know the percentages, there were six registered people, or there were six people that were legally registered to vote in the, in the county. That's how small it was, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. The six-fingered man and Princess Bride could count all the legal eligible voters in the county on one hand. For the rest of us, it'd take two, but six. And the Dominion software counted 600 plus votes for that county. 600. And only three voted. Six total eligible, three voted, and there shows 600 plus votes in this county. So Chinese links have been fudging the numbers of late. And I don't think it's unreasonable to question and maybe further scrutinize in light of this information that we have loyal Chinese Communist Party members in our pharmaceutical companies making these vaccines that everyone's rushing to get because it's the best thing ever. It was so quick and it's the best. I don't like when was the last time that you ever rushed something and it came out better than things that took a long time to develop? Like, that's probably a really small amount of times that's happened. Maybe we shouldn't just make our military just take it. Maybe our first responders shouldn't just have to take it or be taking it. Maybe we should go back and just scrutinize it a little bit. I'm just saying. All right, we're going to be talking about this amazing executive order, which I've already seen people like Sidney Powell talk about that. The president might use it really soon. And there's a date in there that triggers a report that's coming up this week. So we're going to talk about that. But before, we need to talk to you about Samaritan Ministries. How are you paying for your health care? As you're considering options, take a look at Samaritan Ministries, a community of Christians who help pay one another's medical bills without the use of insurance. A broken bone, cancer, pregnancy, medical emergency. As a Samaritan member, you have control over your health care choices. Medical bills are sent to Samaritan Ministries, and they notify members to pray and send you money to help pay your shareable bills. Their online resources help you choose a provider, price medical procedures, and give you 24-7 access to medical professionals so that you can get medical advice before you visit the doctor, saving you time and money. Healthcare sharing is biblical. Philippians 2.4 says, Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interest of others. And that's what Samaritan Ministries does. It lets you help it lets you help care for others' families spiritually and financially while they help take care of yours. Visit SamaritanMinistries.org slash how to build a tent to learn more. It's affordable and you can join today. That's SamaritanMinistries.org slash how to build a tent. SamaritanMinistries.org slash how to build a tent. That's this show. All right. This is executive order. Now I am looking at it specifically from whitehouse.gore. Dot gore. <laughs> dot gov. Whitehouse.gov. And man, it could get gory. It could be a little gore. And this specific executive order came on September 12th, 2018. I believe it was months after the midterm elections, giving Trump enough time to see what happened in those 
and think things through of how they, he can save himself from this election. Remember, he made a lot of comments about how this is going to happen. He knew this wasn't a surprise to him like it was a surprise to me. I'm going to be honest. I did not think they were going to cheat like this. Did you? I sure didn't. But this is what the executive order is titled. Executive order on imposing certain sanctions in the event of foreign interference in a United States election. Issued September 12, 2018 under foreign policy. Now, I want to stop right there. And I want to just have ask you some things. Because I, I bet you're discouraged. I bet you're a little tired of this. And I just want to encourage you with this. There are going to be ups and downs. There isn't just one battle to be fought. And we have to win that one battle to win the war. But there are several battles. There are multiple battles in any real life war. This isn't a movie that we're trained where we have one conflict that needs to be resolved. And then there is the resolution. And then we win and everyone lives happily ever after. But in reality in the world and real wars there are multiple paths to victory and there are multiple battles that need to be won but all not all of them need to be won and i said this before and you need to remember this again there's no such thing as a flawless victory in reality there's no such thing there has never been a flawless victory in war there are casualties there are setbacks there are battles that are lost but it is not about being flawless. It is not about being flawless. And now I have to admit, I have never been the 4D chess Trump guy. I haven't. But I'm starting to come around to it. And I want you just to remember the title of this executive order. Imposing certain sanctions and the advent of foreign interference in the United States election. Now, if you are willing to write an executive order about foreign interference in the United States election in 2018, do you really think Donald Trump just sat back knowing since 2006 on CNN where they knew that Dominion Software was created for Venezuela, Blue Dobbs in 2006 did it, do you really think do you really think he did nothing? Do you really think that he was just going to leave it to the courts and state legislatures to decide? I don't think so. And in fact, this weekend, Lou Dobbs had a post that we don't have time to go into. But even Trump was talking about, again, this being a coup and there's treason and they caught them. They caught them. So when you caught someone doing this, thinking about this executive order, why are you doing what you're doing? Why is Trump doing what he's doing? And this is my thought about it, is that he wants it to go through the normal process. That is the traditional process of the legislature, seeing if the states are going to do something about it, the judicial branch to see if they're going to do something about it. Because all of those options, I think, personally, are better for the country in unity than doing this executive order which then he can enact the Insurrection Act and all this stuff. And it also shows you 
Who's loyal to him? Isn't it funny how even the two senators running in a runoff are not fighting for Trump right now? When there are marches of hundreds of thousands of people coming around the globe. I mean, not around the globe. I mean, yeah, there are marches actually around the globe. But I'm saying around the country, there's people marching on their state capitals. There's people marching on people's state legislatures. And yet the politicians, how many GOP politicians have stood up for him? I think it's revealing and it's going to reveal and has revealed to him who he can trust in the future. Okay, because we have to remember this executive order that we're going to get into, and I'm going to do it really quick because we're already running out of time. It hasn't been used yet. And do we really think that you would write this executive order and have this level of cheating that you claim has happened, a coup, but in your own words, in your own tweet, treason in your own words and tweets, he's tweeted these things and you just don't use this? This executive order? No, I'm sorry. He may not be playing 4D chess, but he's not stupid. And he's sure a fighter enough where he's not going to just chicken out and not use this order. So there's some very interesting things and I'm just gonna hit it really quick. But I'm just gonna read the first paragraph and then I'm gonna skim through the rest. He says, I, Donald Trump, President of the United States of America, find the ability of persons located in whole or in substantial part outside of the United States to interfere in or undermine public confidence in the United States elections, including through the unauthorized accessing of election and campaign infrastructure or con covert distribution of propaganda and disinformation, constitutes an unusual and extraordinary threat to the national security and foreign policy of the United States. Although there have been no evidence of foreign power altering the outcome or vote tabulation in any United States election, you see the key, the key words right there? Remember what we were just talking about with that northern county where there were six legal people available to vote. Three of them actually voted. 600 tallies was counted. All right, continuing on. 600 votes were counted for them. State election foreign powers have historically sought to exploit America's free and open political system. In recent years, the proliferation of digital devices and internet-based communications has created significant vulnerabilities and magnified the scope and intensity of the threat of foreign interference. As illustrated in the 2017 Intelligence Community Assessment, now listen to this, guys. One sentence. I hereby declare a national emergency to deal with this threat. Did you know that we were in a national emergency for this specific issue? Now, has Trump done anything that would leverage the power you get from enacting a national emergency? I haven't seen it. If he has, it's been behind the scenes. He's been using the traditional routes when there hasn't been a national emergency. There's nothing that we have seen in the courts and the legislatures arguing for them to take back their constitutional right. We have not seen any public actions under the use of the powers you are granted for a national emergency to deal with this. Section 1A. And again, this is at whitehouse.gov. This isn't some conspiracy. This isn't QAnon. This isn't, this is whitehouse.gov. This literally is an executive order. No later than 45 days after the conclusion of a United States election, the director of national intelligence in consultation with the heads of the other appropriate executive departments and agencies shall conduct an assessment of any information indicating that a foreign government or any person acting as an agent of or on behalf of a foreign government has acted with the intent or purpose of interfering with this election. When's 45 days from the election? It's Friday, December 18th. 
Who went to the Army-Navy game with Donald Trump? The DNI. There's a report coming. And it is to assess everything that happened revolving this election and foreign interference. Remember, this Dominion voting system is a Canadian company. It was created for Venezuela, but it's a Canadian company. And the servers that counted our votes was in Germany and perhaps places in Spain. And if you remember what we were just reading, the verbiage of people participating in the propaganda of. Guys, this is the media. This is Facebook censoring. This is Twitter censoring. All of these things encompass this executive order. And I don't have time to go through it again to prove it to you so you can read it. But there's one last part that I want to read in section two. And this is the remedy for this order. This isn't going to put him into presidency, but it's going to give him a great place to start and give him leverage for the Insurrection Act. Now, remember, this is not just the company that was the voting system. It's not just all the property of all the states. There's also sanctions for the countries that are involved, China, Canada, Venezuela. There's sanctions for them involved in this from specific industries, one at, at least, minimum of one and for every industry that is listed in this, there's like five different sectors. But for all the people in the United States, for property in the United States that were part of this, that propagized, that hid it, that concealed it, that is very uh, loose language. This is CNN, this is Twitter, this is Facebook, this is governors, this is legislatures. These are people that were covering up their personal property. Some of them are using personal emails. This is what it says. All property and interest in property that are in the United States that hereafter come within the United States or that are or at hereafter come within possession of control of any United States person of the following persons are blocked, may not be transferred, paid, exported, withdrawn, or otherwise dealt in. Any foreign person determined by the Secretary of the Treasury in consultation with the Secretary of State and a Attorney General and the Secretary of Homeland Security. And it goes on. It's frozen. Donald Trump, through this executive order, is could and probably will go in and freeze all of these accounts. Freeze all of their assets. Because it's a national security. They're in a state of emergency. This isn't over. This isn't over by a long shot. And you have to continue fighting this is not the time to give up. If our founding fathers would give up so easily, we would still be British. We'd be still drinking tea and not coffee, have those weird accents, and have to be carrying what and who gets married in the crown or whatever it is. We would not have the America that we live in now. We need resolve. We need perseverance. You don't need perseverance when everything goes right. You need perseverance when you lose battles. You need perseverance when things aren't going the way that you want them to go. And that's where we're at. But it's by no means over. Stay the course. Keep your eyes on Christ. Keep your eyes on God. Obey him and honor the king, Jesus Christ. 
with the talents and responsibility he's given us and not bury them and say, this is wicked, he's wicked. Don't have that same mentality, but use them to multiply. We need to be fighting to multiply what God has given us, not giving it away to the communists, not giving it away to the corrupt. That is not why God put us here on this earth. We have to remember that. Let's talk to you tomorrow. God bless.